Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. I haven't had any uh, or witnessed any mask confrontations. Have you guys? I have not. No. I haven't seen anybody getting feisty at all. No. You know, I know part of the frustration in all of it is that they originally told us that it doesn't that it doesn't do a whole lot of good, and then you know after uh, examining the data and doing more tests and experiments, they you know they said, look, it does help mitigate. There is a barrier protection there, but it's frustrating when you're told one thing and then later you're told something else. I'll give you another example. U.S. dietary guidelines have been updated, and there's been a change. Since 1990, they have said that we men should limit ourselves to two alcoholic drinks a day, and women should limit themselves to one. So you've been following these orders I've been for following years. those guidelines for the sake of my health. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying one drink max for men... And women still get their one drink. Well, finally, there's some equality somewhere. <laughs> Wait a minute. Finally. Why are we reducing our alcohol consumption and you're not? It would have been better if the women would have gotten bumped up to two. <laughs> I mean, first you say it's okay for me to have two drinks. Now you're saying one. Yeah. Who's telling the truth? The experts who make the guidelines say they've revised the guidelines because two drinks versus one leads to a higher risk of death. Well, then that's a darn good reason. Well, I, I don't know what to, to do. Back it up. Back yeah. it up. What do they well, consider? Just know, drinking is not good for you, period. Mm. Just like all the other fun things in life. That sounds awful judgy. <laughs> what are they considering a drink, does it say? Like, is it How one many beer ounces? or is it eight Probably ounces of bourbon? Even, yeah. Oh, you mean like a 12-ounce can of bourbon? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. One bottle of wine. Is that a drink? For some, maybe. In a big but enough glass. Tim enjoys a good glass slash bottle of wine. Uh-huh. That's one one big glass. He's right. just finishing one up now. It's <laughs> <laughs> Got me mid-yawn. That was good. Uh, ay, ay, ay. There's a manager at a motel in Maine who went into a room earlier this week to collect money from a guy named Sean Schoomaker, who's been staying there for 10 days, I guess. And inside the room, he found a ton of cages containing large, hairy spiders. Mm. Nope. Spiders. I wish them no harm. I just want them to keep their distance. (laughs) It turns out Sean had hoarded 
53 tarantulas in his room. Why, why, why? Not good. And at least three of them were species that are illegal to have in the state of Maine. Yeah. And was he planning on selling these things or were they his pets? Do we know? Does it matter? Don't know. He was cited for illegal possession of animals. All of the spiders were transported to a local expert whose business is called, and I kid you not, Mr. Drew and his animals, too. <laughs> what are you supposed to do with those kinds of spiders? I don't know. You think he was just selling them, I guess. That's They're gross. just pets, imagine. man, you know. Well, what? You, know. Just, you keep them in a... You, you, to just look at? Yeah, I, well, and take it out and let it crawl all over ah. you. Some people collect hummels. Oh. Precious moments. Some people collect <laughs> tarantulas, tarantulas, spiders, yeah, mm. animal hoarders. They're hey. supposedly very gentle. The tarantula. <laughs> That's what I've heard from people who are into them. They're like they're just you know they're just they're just living, doing their thing. I think you got to feed them crickets or something. Mm. <clears throat> no. Mr. Drew is working on identifying if any of the other tarantulas are illegal species. See, that would be the hardest thing for me if I had any of the, if I had a pet that I had to feed live things to. Right. If I, if I had to buy like a rats snake for and a, a mouse snake, I, I, that to me, I just can't. Mm-mm. I just, there's no way I could do that. Some people love watching it though. Like the hunt. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know why you just made me think of Tiger King. If you've ever wanted to hear Carol Baskin bust a 50-cent rap, today is your lucky day. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin. and Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Howard Baskin at Big Cat Rescue. And we are here with the Crip Mates to wish Charlotte a happy birthday. Go, Go Charlotte. Charlotte. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip Bacardi like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fudge that it's your birthday. Go, go, go. There you go. That was incredible. I thought you'd like that. JC. You are in quite the mood today, Tim. He's feisty. Timothy Timmerman. A little bit. Yeah. Tim had I mean, to clean out cobwebs yesterday. Yes, you I spent did. seven hours in my Ew. Uh, Airbnb project basement vacuuming 30 years of cobwebs, That's painting walls, vacuuming You know what the I floor. think it is? That, is that you're not eating cranky. until one o'clock. No, I, I, <laughs> I ate a whole bunch yesterday. Food. <laughs> <laughs> Always makes me feel better. Hmm. <laughs> Hey, did you guys know uh, it's not just National Tattoo Day. It's also National Lottery Day. Is it really? Wow. It is. Let's get some scratchers. 
Yeah. When did lotteries be- how did lotteries start? When did lotteries begin? Someone said, you know what? We need to do a good thing for the schools. And that's, that's what they, they came up with. That's what they came up yeah. with. It's for the schools. <laughs> American lotteries go way back to the pre-revolutionary war colonies in the 1700s. That's how, that's how long we've been playing lotteries. But the first modern lottery in the United States was actually held in New Hampshire in 1964. Today, there are lotteries in 45 states across the U.S., plus the District of Columbia. The only states without a lotto are Alabama. Alabama. Gamble, you burn in hell. Alaska, <laughs> Hawaii, Nevada, and Utah. Man, it's, I mean, if you're living in Alaska and Hawaii, it's got to suck because you don't get to participate in any of the kind. You know how they always are good? Only in the continental 48 states, not good in Alaska and Hawaii. They do get the shaft. Why they? not? Yeah. Well, they get glaciers. No. They get other things. And volcanoes. They get waterfalls and beaches and snow. The biggest jackpot ever, biggest jackpot ever was a Powerball jackpot on yeah. January 13th yeah. of 2016. I it, remember that. It was worth $1.6 billion. Yeah. And a total of three winning tickets were sold on that one. Nice. One in California, one in Florida, and one in Tennessee. So each ticket was worth around $500 million. I'd like that. I'd like to have a day like that. The odds of winning a Powerball or Mega Millions jackpot are about one in 300 million. So to put that in perspective, there are things that are more likely to happen to you than winning the lottery. You have a greater chance of getting struck by lightning. Tim, I know you know someone who's been struck more than once. Twice. My friend Mallory. That wow. is so crazy. Does she play the lottery? <laughs> we always joke with her that she should. she end up in the hospital either time? I believe so, yeah. You have a greater chance of being killed by a vending machine <laughs> than you do winning. <laughs> The Powerball or Mega Millions. Hey, I've gone a few rounds of vending machines in the past. <laughs> and, and copiers. You know, if, I, if I'm completely out of change and that if it fell bag on of you, M&M's was just, drib, just just dangling there. Do you know? If it fell on you, would you die? How oh, you die? I'm sure some of those could. Yeah, it falls on you just the right way. Without sure. a doubt. Um, you have a greater chance of becoming an astronaut than you do winning a Powerball or Mega Millions jackpot. Uh, some things that are less likely to happen to you than winning the jackpot are picking a perfect NCAA bracket. You actually have a better chance at winning the Powerball or Mega Millions than you do picking a perfect NCAA bracket. Huh. Yeah, that's almost impossible. 64 teams. You have a better chance of winning the Powerball or Mega Millions jackpot than you do shuffling a deck of cards into perfect sequential order. Wow. And if you've ever worried about space junk before, flying into the atmosphere and hitting you and killing you, just random space junk, not to work. not until now that oh, you, so it, I will. It could Thank happen. You. It's possible, but it's unlikely. Because you have a better chance of winning the Powerball or the Mega Millions jackpot than you do getting hit by a piece of falling space junk. Mm -hmm. 
You know, what the most interesting part of these lottery stories is what happens. I want to know. I want to follow these people. I want to follow these families after they've won. That's my idea for a reality show is how these this person's life has changed mm-hmm. and if it really has been for the better. You know, the friends they've lost or family members who have turned on them or taken advantage of them. Uh, maybe it's been great. You know, I'm sure it's been great for some, but I'd like to follow these people, these families, and see how their lives have really changed, and if and if they've changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning might not be a curse. There's a common statistic cited that says 70% of lottery winners end up going broke within seven years, and while it is true that some winners do end up losing all their money or experiencing other issues that make them miserable after winning... It's probably not close to any, it's probably not anywhere close to 70%, do you think? Well, the th- you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, you know how, you know how to live the way that you've been living. And until you change the way that you, when you're handed a bunch of money, if you're used to living paycheck to paycheck or you're used to being broke, you have no idea what to do with that money and how to manage it. So unless you take the steps to do all of those things and start living in the different in a different mindset of your relationship with money, then you're going to end up right back where you've always been. Mm. I mean that happens with everybody not even if you don't win the lottery. I mean, don't you know people who are living paycheck to paycheck when they're making $30,000 a year? Yeah. And then when they're making $300,000 a year, they're still living paycheck to paycheck? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because that's Mm -hmm. how they know how to roll. That's how they know how to live. That's how they know how to exist. But in their mind, they think, man, if I could just just make it to this amount of money, I'll never have to worry about money again. I won't be struggling like I I won't be living paycheck to paycheck. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, when their payday finally does come in, after years of hard work and they do get that better job and they do make more money, you're right. They just buy. It's the same thing. Yeah. So it, it's, it's yeah, you got to change your relationship with money. And that's really hard to do if you go from making $40,000 a year to all of a sudden having $10 million in your bank account. Because it's like, well, what the hell do I do? <laughs> what do I do now? What yeah. do I do? And it, yeah. But what do you, my thing would be who and what do you say no to? You know what I mean? Like. If you came to me and said, oh, my gosh, I just need to pay off my car or something, and I had all those millions of dollars, I would be like, I'll get it for you. Versus, like, you know, a fifth cousin coming to you, like, our house is falling apart. Can you help us out? Yeah, you know? I would it's have like, to be. what do you say yes and no to? I, I'd have to be pretty desperate to ask that of you. Right. But I don't think there are a lot of people that feel that way. I think when they find someone that they know has money either all of a sudden or just in general they're like because it sounds like so much money i mean it really yeah. you know if you got 10 million dollars yeah i can throw my cousin a hundred grand no big deal right. i still have nine million nine hundred thousand dollars but left. say you have 20 but, cousins that come out right. of the woodwork what do you say and you know yeah where do you draw that charity, line like what do you donate a million dollars to your favorite charity but then someone else comes along with a cause that you feel like oh my god i gotta give to that too Right. That would and be my see, challenge. These people would. That's exactly what would. these people do. They just start. 
start hitting Fritchie up for, it feels um, like so much. Hey, I got a business investment opportunity and, yes, for you. Yes, and they know I'm a pushover, and I'm like, well, I like you. Yeah, I'll do it. Well, this is why Jeff's been hiding that $400 million that he's won in the lottery so far, because so none of us have come knocking on his door. I love my job. I'm going to keep working. <laughs> he just takes care of me on the side. I don't have to ask for it. <laughs> What's that? Um, there's an old saying, or maybe it's not an old saying, but but I do think it rings true. I've heard people say um, all money does is enhance who you are. And so I guess, you know, if you're an a-hole and you come into money, then or maybe you were the one that said that. I think you said something Bigger like that a-hole. once. Did I? I don't know. Say a lot of stuff that like, makes sense. Like though. if you're a genuinely good person, good generous person, and coming into more money only kind of enhances that. Ch- but if you're kind of an a hole at your core, then you'll be more of one. Yeah, see more of your true colors. I would feel like I would just want to take the money and give it to someone, and they would provide me with an allowance or something. You want a money manager? I do because, and then when people came knocking on the door, I would be like. I only get four grand a month. It's tied up. And then I can wash my hands, clean yeah, up, whatever it is. You have to talk to my business manager, Scott, over here. Yeah. You can fill out an application with my business manager, Scott, yes. and it will be Scott reviewed Scott would have by no problem being like, people. no, I ain't giving you money. Keep it moving. Right. He would totally be like that. Would Scott be your pick? No. Is your money manager? No, no. Really? He's Probably pretty. Probably somebody like you. <laughs> well, Scott's Scott, pretty frugal, isn't oh he? Oh, my God, yes. But, you know, oh, I, I probably wouldn't. That's why him. you wouldn't <laughs> Yeah. He is, be too I frugal. I wouldn't say that he's frugal, but he definitely, like. You roll your eyes at purchases that he makes. Yes. Sometimes I'm like, he's a, he's somewhat of an impulse buyer. Where he's I got would, some cool uh, toys. Yes. He's frugal on things that. And I am too. He's selectively he would, he's And that's one of the things that annoys me about him the most is when he calls me cheap. I'm like, really, mister? Me? Like he gets upset with me sometimes because I'll buy non name brand items. Mm-hmm. But he's like, Jen, you get what you pay for. We're not going to have that for that's right. And I'm like, I'm not paying $1,500 for that when it's on sale for $199.99. <laughs> You know, $199. So maybe you should have Jen Jordan manage your money. I'll manage your money. She could be your money manager. That's right. But she would be an example of someone that I would find challenging to say no to. If she was like, Fritch, can you buy these 12 Adirondack (laughs) chairs? No, I just need six. I need six of them for my new blackboard. I would be like, yeah. Don't play the lottery, then. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.